This is Jim Wallace. We're talking today about the soul of the nation. We all know that we are in a deep political, moral, and I would say religious crisis in this country. And I believe it's going to get worse before it gets better. Why do I say that? Because we could have a constitutional crisis any week now, any day now, where the president tries to fire special counsel Robert Mueller or find other ways to end this investigation of himself and his administration and his campaign. I'm told by Republican friends on the Hill that they're not sure their party is ready to vote against the president because President Trump has really taken over the Republican Party in many ways. And so voices contrary to his uh, are being silenced. So things he's doing with immigration, things he's saying about immigrants uh, on Easter Sunday before going to church, he talked about the caravans of thousands of immigrants coming north to crash our borders and enter our country. And there were rapes all along the way. This is before going to church, Easter Sunday. Of course, none of that's true. There were uh, vans carrying maybe a thousand, mostly children. <laughs> North, they didn't even come to our borders. They stopped in Mexico City. They weren't going to crash our borders. There are no rapes along the way. But the facts don't matter anymore. So all around the country, people who listen to him and to Fox News and to those right-wing news sources, they believe things now that he says that aren't even close to being true. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. The other way of saying that is if you never hear the truth, you get enslaved. So all kinds of people are hearing fake facts designed to undermine the truth about all kinds of things. So the truth is being sacrificed. Public service, leadership that serves for the common good is being sacrificed. This leadership is all about himself, his own ego, his own narcissism. It's not even about an agenda, conservative, liberal, otherwise. And vulnerable people are in danger every single day. The increase in deportations makes families not sure in the morning if they're going to be uh, together still that night. That's happening every day, that fear. I work with many Christians across many political boundaries who care about what happens to the poor. Jesus says, as you treat them, the least of these, you treat me. And yet the Congress, again and again, is showing no interest, no empathy, no compassion uh, for those whom Jesus calls the least of these. NPR just released a story that we've all just seen this week that apparently uh, a thousand Christians, pastors in particular, are coming to Washington, coming to the White House, to meet with Donald Trump and to tell him what a good job he's doing for the Christian agenda, for the church's values, and to offer their support for Donald Trump. Many of us find that astonishing. It's not clear to me what the agenda that they're thanking him for is. Many who are coming are saying they're pro-life. Well, I am too. Pro-life means that you're wanting to defend the human human dignity, human life, everywhere it's threatened. And, and so we need to raise moral issues about abortion. How do we reduce abortion in this country? That's fine. That's important. Whenever you support low-income moms, the abortion rate goes down. And yet the policies of Donald Trump 
are abandoning low-income families and women and their kids. Uh, they're cutting food stamps. They're cutting Medicaid. They're cutting health care. That will make the abortion rate go up. The, the, the facts show that. I don't know how they're pro-life when they're not supporting things that would bring the abortion rate down. How can you talk about being for family values and not supporting parents who are trying to raise their kids? Let's support marriage to families. Most people who get food stamps, the SNAP program, most are working full-time. And then 80% have worked the year before and the year after. This supports families who are working and are not making enough money to buy food for the families. Food stamps are used at military commissaries by our troops. They're used by people who work at Walmart full-time because they don't pay enough. So to start talking about caring about families means you have to care about families who need help to support their kids, which food stamps are doing. Big battle coming up around the farm bill around that. So let's talk about what a Christian agenda is. A true Christian agenda always lifts up the poor. And Donald Trump's policies are are debasing and abandoning and neglecting the poor. A true Christian agenda will always take on racial bigotry. And talk about racial justice and reconciliation. Donald Trump's agenda is pursuing and lifting up white nationalism and racism at every turn. A true Christian agenda talks about leadership as servanthood. That's Christ's way of leadership. Donald Trump's agenda is more and more autocratic and authoritarian. Uh, A true Christian agenda sees that we are part of a global community, a global church, a body of Christ, a group of nations. Donald Trump's agenda says everything is America first. That's theologically a heresy. So what is the agenda? That meeting at the White House that Donald Trump's supporters are going to have, I hope they do talk about the Christian agenda and what it is. And we should evaluate every president by our agenda as people of faith. Robert Jeffers, Tony Perkins, they're saying this is the best president we've had in years for a Christian agenda. That's literally what they're saying. Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council says about what he says about Stormy Daniels, porn star, we're giving him a mulligan on that one. Uh, They're giving him a mulligan on the neglect, abandonment of the poor. They're giving him a mulligan on his consistent use of white racism. They're giving him a mulligan on continual lying every day from the White House. They're giving him a mulligan on not being willing to be under the rule of law. So really, this is a hijacking of Jesus. This is a co-optation of Jesus by the so-called religious right. That's why many of us have put out this declaration called Reclaiming Jesus. Reclaimingjesus.org. You can find it there. Because what's at stake here is how do we take Jesus back from those Trump evangelicals who have nothing to do anymore with Jesus? I hear this Every day, a friend of mine was being treated for prostate cancer here at NIH, and the woman who was taking care of him was an African woman, a Christian, and he's a pastor, and they got talking, and and then she said, as an African woman, she said, but you're not one of those evangelicals, are you? (laughs) Or this morning, I won't say, but a member of Congress who's also a Christian said to me, how can these evangelicals support him? and still say they follow Jesus. I just don't understand 
how you can do that. And so we face a crisis in the soul of the nation, but also it really is about the integrity of our faith. I believe it's time for us to realize it's going to get worse before it gets better, constitutionally, politically, morally, the danger to the press, the judiciary, the truth itself. So how do we take this opportunity to go deeper into whatever we call faith, deeper in relationship to each other across all our racial, national, religious lines? And how do we go deeper in a relationship with those who are most targeted? It's interesting, the, the, the Chinese symbols for the word crisis are the two symbols for danger and opportunity. Every crisis is full of danger, but also opportunities. So how do we just not speak the danger, but also see the opportunities to go deeper into what we call faith and begin to act on that faith? There's a lot of hopelessness we hear it around the country. The answer to hopelessness is not waiting to feel better. The answer to hopelessness is to act. And we can all do much more than we think. When we feel hopeless, the danger is to to withdraw or feel burned out. I think it's a chance for us to act. And leadership won't come from the top. It won't come from Washington. It'll have to come up from from us and the bottom in our communities, in our churches, synagogues, mosques, our families, with our kids. It's going to come. And a new generation that I talk to all the time because I've kids in high school and college, and I talk to millennials in my course at Georgetown every week, I walk out of that class really hopeful, really encouraged. What I hear them talking about, uh, the time for the class is over, and they still want to talk. Hands are in the air. They want to talk about how they can change the world. And so I think this opportunity to act on what we say we believe and take some risk in how we're acting and show a new generation what we what we believe by faith. This is a chance for us to to pray with our feet, as we used to say in the civil rights movement. So I want to encourage those who are listening not to just feel burnout or withdraw or be cynical, because the answer to cynicism is action. In a time of crisis, it's often a good moment to gather together. So Sojourners is offering a leadership summit in June here in Washington, D.C., for those who are leading in these movements for, for justice, for reconciliation, for peace, but, but who need some sustenance and support as well as strategy. So our leadership gathering, we call it the summit, occurring in June, uh, you could come to that. You could be part of that. You could send young leaders who are doing amazing work around the country to support them. None of us are strong enough alone to hold up under this relentless onslaught every day of more and more bad news. Not me, not anyone else. In such a time, justice-minded Christians have three choices. Burnout, breaking down and giving up, or to root ourselves firmly in our faith in God, in our relationships to each other, and our solidarity with the poorest and most vulnerable. That's what we have the chance to do right now. And so come to Washington, join the summit, and you'll find sustenance for this work, as well as some pretty good strategy. Just go to sojo.net, and you'll see what the summit is, uh, how you can come, and how you can be part of a movement gathering together in a time of crisis. 
not just waiting until we feel better. And that action in the face of cynicism is what really brings hope. So I leave that with you. It's time to act against the cynicism, and that action will bring us hope. I'm Jim Wallace, and this is The Soul of the Nation.